I'll give you a clue. It was Grimsby. They are pressing quite well. What's happened there? You've got to be joking. Oh, sorry, I've done the wrong around. I've won an arrow. Sorry. He must have a horseshoe up his ass. <laughs> if we're playing on professional and that's happening for Barcelona. Um, uh, two years ago. Sorry about that. <laughs> that. I'm sorry, that's just put me off the game. I'm not having that. Anyway, segue, moving on. What has that got to do with football? Why is that out of football ground? Hello and welcome to another ramble from the Honest Football Podcast. I'm Charlie Betts, not Eric Backer, and joining me this week and every week is Craig Savage and a really, really hoarse Daniel Cody. Yes, and at the moment we are recording live just before the Dulwich Hamlet v Carlisle United game on the BBC. Friday night FA Friday Cup night, football, FA no Cup. thing. <laughs> FA Cup first round, which means I'm going to get distracted and I'm not going to listen to Dan or Charlie. <laughs> But anyway, well, guys, just before that, how's your week been? Cody, you are very ill, as Charlie yeah, said. Well, so I did, I did talk about man flu last week, and I can only apologise for sounding like a, a schoolgirl right. throughout this episode. But <laughs> so we told you so. It was a bit of a so, uh, so yeah, my first of my two weeks off work has been spent largely in bed. That's the it's funny that you, you said get your man- holiday and then you're off ill. Yeah, and I, I, I had a flu jab earlier, I feel great. And <laughs> as a staff member in the NHS for the first time this year, and I'm not going to get into politics, we're not covered to have them. And all of the staff in the NHS are going off with flu. And, Why are you not covered? Um, because they've taken away the funding because they thought it was disposable. But obviously now lots of doctors and nurses are going oh, off with what? flu. <laughs> it's hilarious. But anyway, let's move it's on. Boris, it's Boris Johnson's fault. Anyway, moving on. Charlie, only, no, 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 there's one thing, Craig, that, that baffled me on the way here, actually. Go on. Is, uh, because I was a bit under the weather, instead of taking a half an hour walk in the pissing rain, I got on a bus. Oh. Now... We live in a relatively deprived town. Yeah. Quite yeah. often on buses you used to see rappers and lots of shit. Oh, oh gosh. But I saw oh, something yeah. interesting today, and it's not anything anything of, that you're probably thinking in your heads now, but it really baffled me. It's just under a seat, there was just sat one loose red bell pepper. Why? All I spent the next 10 minutes doing is wondering... So you were staring at a pepper for 10 minutes? How has that gone there? Who knows? Who knows? Red Velvet! <laughs> All the things I thought you were going to say! <laughs> That, I was expecting something really dirty. For the life dirty. of me, I did not expect red bell pepper to come up. Oh, right, go. okay, no, fair enough. No. And that's my voice gone for the I next can't, 20 I minutes. I can't pop that, no. Red no. bell pepper. <clears throat> Charlie, how has your week been? Jamie Carragher, if you are listening, you owe us a shit ton of money now because he has blatantly stole our latest new series, which is my favourite game, which he's retitled as my greatest game or something like that. He's not even changed half the title for crying out loud. I, I don't think you can understand anyway. He's scouser. Uh, but at the end of the day, obviously... Don't fucking listen to him. Listen to us. Ours is much better. End of. My <laughs> favourite game on Spotify. Follow us on, on, this, uh, on, on this book podcast, isn't it? On Spotify. Yes. And yes. obviously last week we had the uh, Northern Irish Groundhopper. We did. Which yeah. is fantastic. And do you know who we got for next this week? This week we have a friend of ours from Football Kitcom. Ah. David, who uh, actually used to be a footballer himself. Oh, uh, played a very high level. Played for Scotland, etc. So we've gone up, uh, we've gone up a level. So we've got an actual footballer on this time. Um, and he's going to tell us all about his event and yeah but I will hold the fire on the mysteriousness of what else goes on there but it's genuinely genuinely a brilliant episode but while we're there just give Jamie Carragher a thumbs down anyway carry on yeah. while we're on the subject of uh, scouters uh, yeah you two went to a football game last week, so yeah. let's get on to that. So, yes. And you were sat in anyway and with some scousers. Yeah, yeah. go on. So, uh, our, our game, our County Cup game, uh, got postponed due to a waterlog pitch. Can we talk about that very quickly? Because yes, Charlie can. was not happy. I, I was fucking he immediately, <laughs> He immediately sent a picture of the pitch saying, what the fuck is wrong with this? Well, so there's the I, I, I sent my, my reserve team coach 
to go inspect the pitch because I was at work, so I, obviously if I was at work, I'll go and check the pitch myself. Make sure you get this factually correct, Craig. Carry on. Yeah, <laughs> and I sent him to go and check, and he goes. Bear in mind, that last Saturday was the Rugby World Cup final. Now you know, oh, know yeah. a lot about rugby, but quite patriotic. We like to watch the Rugby World Cup final. You know, whenever the national team gets there. Wasn't that underwhelming? No, yeah, exactly. It was awful. But it's exactly. So it's game kicked off at nine, didn't it? The Rugby World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I went around at eight o'clock. Okay, just before. Didn't take any pictures because I thought my word, I've known Craig since I was 10 years old, my word would be enough, Dan. You know, if I said that pitch is playable. A bit like you said, oh, I'll come to Reading with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's Craig's fault. But anyway, no. um, No, that's the Weber's fault. No, but But, yeah. yeah. So I said to Craig, it's playable. Okay. However, I was getting messages from the uh, under 18 side that play on a Saturday morning and they're saying the pitch is bad. Both pitches were bad. (laughs) So I was like, okay, fine. Charlie, what's up with the pitch? Yeah, payable. So I, I messaged my uh, chairman. This doesn't look good for me in a minute, but just wait till you hear the end of the story. I messaged my <laughs> chairman. I said, Mr. Chairman, I need to know what's up with this pitch because I need someone to check it. Obviously, I'm not saying check it properly. I need someone to check it. No, properly. no, no, go on. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> that's exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> I need to check properly. However, by the time I got finished work, I've been told the game was off. I was like, okay, I'm going to check the pitch myself after 12 o'clock. I went up there and I checked the main pi- our, our main pitch and yes, it was unplayable. Waterlogged through the centre keep, of the pitch. Keep going, Craig. And then I see Charlie, Charlie arrive. Who did you up there? For the second time that morning, moi. Yeah, so Charlie's so come Craig, back. So the, Charlie's come back. So and I went, all about him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the main pitch was gone. I, yeah. I agree on that. But you have two then. We have two. Yeah, two pitches. Because yeah. the underrated decided to play on the 3G service next door. So I looked on this mate, our second pitch, and I was like, it's, 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 it's playable, really. It wasn't just playable. There wasn't an, an inch of water on it. Well, the pitch you sent looked like a probably good mid-autumn pitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To, it's, and it was think, sunny by that point. Yeah, it was. I it, think it, with, it, that, yeah. with that picture... It's only this distinct lack of grass, but it wasn't. It was at the side where it's playable. But obviously, it the center, was wasn't playable. It wasn't playable. So the game was called off. We have to, the game gets rearranged. Obviously, Canada Cup takes priority over league games. So hopefully, by the time this recording comes out, we we played the game. Hopefully, depends on the weather. So that game got called off. So me and Charlie, well, he hasn't even given a chance to retort, has he? No, no I'm I'm to. it was playable. But anyway, go on. <laughs> We'll see what happens. But as a result, as a result, me and Charlie had a free Saturday, and we had a couple of choices. So so you were you were at the Luton Green Norris Forest. Which I'll get we'll, we'll get to in a minute. Oh, I'll try. Try to with your voice, and um, so we said we'll, we'll go and watch. Might watch the local game because obviously it, the two teams in the same cup. We thought that's going to be an interesting game. And then, then, and then Charlie goes up with, do you know what? Milton Keynes Dons are at home and they're playing Tranmere. And my theory was that Heavens were due to open about half past three, and I didn't really want to be on a park pitch getting absolutely drenched at that point. I know, I know I'm that it's not the best out a few weeks ago with myself and Craig Prince. So. Yeah. Because so, yeah, you did. were in Ikea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Dorothy Perkins. But anyway. <laughs> so, me and Charlie, uh, Charlie drove us, uh, drove me, sorry, to uh, Stadium K for Milton Keynes Dons versus Tranmere. And a game with uh, 19th versus 20th and a early relegation battle. And First uh, mistake we made was we didn't realise you had to pay for the tickets in cash. So we had to no, I knew the tickets you had to pay in cash. I didn't know it did. So we had to leg it over to Asda to quickly go and get the um, yeah, you money out. It's a 30 second walk. No, uh, well, yeah, he didn't believe me. I, I thought it was further away, but anyway. So we get to the ground. It was a good, about, I'll say about 400 odd Tranmere fans. Got about 400 Tranmere fans, yeah. They were, yeah. Uh, well, more Burton fans, I don't know. I suppose close. I've got to say. And decent weather. Without going blow by blow for the game. I mean, MK Don's, uh, you know, the ground itself is beautiful. I think it's a beautiful ground. It Apart has from the away end. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The away end is shocking. That tarpaulin Which is we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, 
But the ground is, yeah, the, the MK Dons fans, and you know, I don't like slagging teams off because I don't, I don't actually have anything against MK Dons, but their fans are absolute farce, honestly. There's nothing about them, there's no songs. The Tranmere fans, genuinely, you know, some of the best fans I've been around, I've been to loads of games like yourselves, but you know, all the ones that I've been to, easily the best fans that I've ever sat with. They were well, unbelievable. You've, you've basically adopted them as our podcast second mm. club because all, 100%. Of the, all of, a lot of the board members uh, and their relatives were liking your tweets as you were enjoying <laughs> yeah, the game. Yeah, because we so. just love the song Tequila. Do you know what it was? It was, it was just, it was genuine passion. And you know, I know we talk about it in... in and they've come back from a long way down. They've been a bit like Luton. They were yeah. in the National League. Yeah, and I think you could see that, actually. Yeah. And you could see how much that, you know, you talk about it being an early relegation battle. You could see how much that win meant to them. And, I, I genuinely, genuinely would, would go and sit with them if they happened to be playing, you know, for argument's sake, Peterborough. I know well, we said league. that, didn't we? Last day of the season, they're playing Peterborough. So yeah, so we're going to go there. Down there on your way. But, yeah, no, just, you know, some quality songs, some quality people, some quality right. fans. And I think it's just really important to, you know, maybe realise... I, I know it sounds silly, you're going to laugh, it sounds a bit sentimental, but I actually fell in love with watching live football again a little bit. Because lower league football is so much better. Yeah, yeah. Um, just quickly to add on that, obviously, in the, uh, the away in there... The home fans had a little bit of news after the game, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So we yeah, saw sacked so immediately. Obviously, we'll quickly go quickly go through the game. Uh, Trammy took the lead. It was a nervy start. No, it was a bit nervy. And then Trammy played a good three, four really good passes. A mm. reverse pass slipped through for a Hepburn Murphy tapped in. It was a beautiful first mm. goal. Beautiful. Oh, he's a cracking player. I think he's on loan for Villa. He's on loan for Villa. Um, yeah. um, he, he, if he doesn't play in the Premier League, football manager style. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Can I just say really, really quickly, by the way? And I, I haven't seen loads of League Two games, but when Luton, you know, yeah, I've got a couple of free tickets. No, hear me out. No, that's what I'm saying. When I've got a couple of free tickets to watch Luton in their League Two, MK Dons would struggle in League Two, in my opinion. They are possibly one of the worst teams I have ever, ever seen. Now, whether that's down to, to Paul Tisdale. and injuries, I think. But the, 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 the fact, I can... The, they came up from that league last year. Yeah, I agree. But the thing was, you know, he's still pulling out people like Dean Lewin. And I know that we joked about... He is by far well, away. It's the one comment we made after the Burton oh, game, yeah. wasn't it? Is he was the worst player on the pitch by him. There was him, one point, him and Williams, I think, the right back. back was appalling. But there was one point where that Dean, very seldom did he pretty much move more than five or ten yards, but he managed to get over the halfway line. And you should see him run back. It was like he was arthritic. And I'm not, you know, not even against that, but he was so slow. He looked like a tin man. I thought, how, the, how is this geezer still earning money as a professional footballer? I didn't mind that if his set piece delivery had been Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his corners were in the first No, match. exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I think we made a, you know, a note of it. I don't think he played a positive pass to someone on his own team until the 80, 83rd minute. But that was a confidence thing in the game that we oh, saw. Oh, they were awful. The thing is, um, they, what, what we saw in the first game against Burton Albion is they, they played it long ball, direct. Yeah. And... And the two centre backs had it sussed within yeah. five ten minutes. This and it was exactly the same for Tranmere. Yeah. The, the oh. big centre half, um, Emmanuel Monfe. Oh, like, unbelievable! Unbelievable! So calm. It, it was a shame for him because he obviously got overshadowed by Hepburn Murphy in the sense of scoring a hat trick. That that how do you say his name? Monier, I think. Monier, I think. Yeah. Easily right. the best player in the park. It, that, it, like um, genuinely for that level, a fantastic centre half. Quality on the ball, big, strong. I don't think he lost a single tackle, didn't lose no, a header. So he set up one of the goals from centre back. You know, he, a brilliant player. It was, it was fantastic to watch. Just one quick note on um, MK Dons. I don't. Uh, did you watch back the sending off? I did, and uh, yes, it was a record. It was a record. So when because we were sat, they went down. So Ben Reeves was about the only shining light for MK Dons, who I thought was actually quite a decent player. You know, he, he looked to be quite positive. Took, his goal, took just, his goal well. Yeah, so he, but he, he scored that's his goal. because Tramway didn't press when they yeah. had so much space and could easily take time. But MK Dons looked like they might just slowly come back into it after the goal, and then within what, two minutes? Within a minute. Yeah, within a minute they went down to ten men, and then obviously they just they just. It's it's one of those where obviously the ball's he's overstretched, but his his foot has yeah. gone over. But the from ball. our view, it looked like he just took the ball. So it was interesting. I I, I thought it was a red card yeah. straight yeah. away. But but you know, do you know what? To sum it all up, Hepper Murphy's MK, great. <laughs> Hepper Murphy's brilliant. MK Dons are shit. 
and Tramie are possibly the best fans I've ever seen. Oh, and oh yeah, and as, as Cody did ask <coughs> the question that someone else happened off again, yes, Paul did Tis- yeah, Paul Tisdale show did get the sack, and it didn't surprise me because his football was awful. Football was awful, but I know this sounds horrible, and I don't know the club inside out. There has to be a better fullback in that club than Dean Lewin, and even with injuries, there has to be. You know, the fact that he's dragging people like that out, I'm not surprised. I thought he looked like they were playing a wing back. Well, wherever he was, I'm surprised um, they didn't. Can pop I him. ask one question about the day? A common one you'd probably expect from me. Craig, food? did you make the mistake of buying food again? No, because uh, we went for a meal deal and shared it, didn't we? No, you had the meal. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. but not um, in the ground. In the ground. In the ground. It was. It was a burger, a drink. I got a burger, a drink, and a chocolate bar. What was it? Six pound. Yeah. But um, how was the burger? Was it edible? Uh, it was a cheeseburger. It was called a Mui Mui something <laughs> Mui fromage burger or something like that. It was rubbish. It was shit. To be honest, it was horrible. And the sausage, they ran out of sausage rolls. By the time they ran out of sausage rolls. That's well, it. That's a good thing. The four hundred Tranmere fans had eaten all the sausage rolls. No, do you know what? Brilliant fans, incredibly passionate, and I would happily go and watch another game. And uh, and obviously uh, Tranmere obviously took a picture of us in the ground. Yeah, we've been. I and to be honest, it looks quite bad on, when you watch mm. someone else's video on YouTube that uh, it's just a small pocket of uh, Tramir fans. Yeah. But when you're actually in that little small pocket, it, oh, yeah, the it was, noise, was, exactly noise was incredible. The, the kid with the drummer was fantastic. I know you've got a problem with drummers, uh, drums, but this kid's kid, on the drum. Like I say. <laughs> He kept, kept the tempo going. Kept and I've got to say, really, really quickly, two of my favourite football songs, <clears> or now football songs, one of them was, oh, you get this at lots of grounds, but I love it, when you're winning away, and it's like, we're winning How away, how shit must you be, we're winning away, I love that one. But more importantly, Tequila, which I'll upload to this episode as the outro, so if you listen at the end, you can hear the Tranmere fans' version of Tequila. One last thing, the attendance for the game was 7,179. No, nowhere near that. Well, we not this, even we close. We had this for the Burton one, didn't we? It was yeah. 9,000. Not we even close. It was deserted. No way there was That's what I said to Christ. I said, I'm sure they're counting anyone who's booked hotels. Yeah, they've yeah, got them. Got them. But anyway, Dan, you went to a, 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 a championship league. Championship. Higher than I did. Little Town versus Nottingham Forest. It was live on uh, international broadcast. Yeah, it was, it was a horrible been. experience for me. And the main reason being is obviously my season ticket's on the front row. Right. Oh, no. I was soaked through. I was soaked through, mate. The weather was coming at me directly. Yeah, It felt like I had a vendetta on me. Yeah, other vendetta and it's probably why I'm fucking ill the rest of the game. <laughs> um, but it so was, yeah talk us through it was, a, it was a bit of an interesting game and probably the first time where a few Luton fans maybe turned on Graham Jones right. mm. I don't know why they're expecting it we're going to struggle this yeah, year yeah. but I think it's the fact that we didn't really show any purpose moving forward so it was, the closest uh, description I could come up with was Louis Van Hals United where it was right. keeping the ball lovely and going absolutely nowhere. It was just all a bit bizarre. What was your view of Forest? Because uh, in the pre-season, I, put them as a, I don't think I put them to go up in the playoffs, but I put it as an outside bet to watch out for. Are they a decent side yeah. or not really? I would say they're the best side we've played so far. I just apologies because Craig stopped listening because yeah, it, sorry, he's I'm, now I'm kicked off from Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle just shot off the line. Yeah, and, go on. Uh, so back um, to Nottingham Forest. So I had them written down as an outside chance. So I think they're the, probably the best side we've played so far this really? season. Really? They, they should have won by six or seven. Right. Lewis Graben missed a couple of chances. I could not tell you on my life how he missed them. Is he any, is he any good? Because obviously you hear a lot of hype about Fantastic. Him. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He's, I, a good, he's a good championship I mean, he's player. In, he's in his 30s and he was he was skinning our defence. Oh, honestly, absolutely okay. skinning. He's, he's a good champion player. <clears throat> but they looked a really good side. Yeah. Very. I guess the one thing you wouldn't know is if they're solid defensively because we didn't test them at all. Mm. Um, they did panic a bit when we got the late goal. And but like, that's, I think we that could have then equalised that, that, that happens in any football game yeah, yeah, that's the one thing that worries me is to think if they had a team putting pressure on them are they solid enough yeah. that? but going forward on the count like they were yeah. I, I watched them against um, Stoke under um, when Nathan Jones was still in charge and Forrest were absolutely were 
Oh, yeah. Just a quick Andrew. message. Have fun in League One, Nathan Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, that was one thing that we'd mentioned last week. You know. I'm sure we'll talk about it more later because yeah. of the uh, appointment since. Yeah, so I just to sum up then, moving forward for Luton, you still going to be okay. We're a bit of a worry. We're, we're now the place above the relegation zone. Yeah. I think two oh, of the three managers now from the bottom three have been replaced. So right. Well, the thing is, we, we said this from the start of the season, we I'll, I'll happily take 21st. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, so, I'm not denying that. No, no, right, obviously, I just haven't watched got, the game. I, I worry. Do you? You think it's what if? So just really quickly put it in the chair. And Carlisle lead. Carlisle lead. Yeah, Carlisle. <laughs> what a goal! The guy who should have scored in about thirty seconds before has now scored. <laughs> Back to you, Jeff. Um, yeah. <laughs> so putting you in the chair. Very, very, very I'm getting a gig on soccer Saturday for that one. Am I? No. Um, if I was putting you in the in the, the hot seat though, in terms of looking in January, is there an area particularly you think they need to strengthen? Could do we, a bit. Of, we need either another centre forward or to play our current international centre forward up front one of right. the two oh, okay or maybe right. the, the formation need to change the formation should have always stayed a diamond in my opinion but that's unfortunately what's probably taken longer to adapt to mm. but think, you're not going to be able to change that that's, the, that's often you, the Premier League preferred miss, formation do you think we're missing Glen Murray as a defensive midfielder no I don't think we're missing him I think it's going forward where the problem is in the back we're just a bit weak anyway. Sorry, mate. You're, <laughs> not, you're <laughs> loving my voice. Sorry, mate. At the back. At the back. Um, so, what you mentioned Stoke earlier, obviously, should we, should we talk about it now? The, yeah, uh, they, appointment they, of... they, uh, <coughs> they obviously, they played West Brom on the Monday night where they were absolutely terrible. West Brom were unbelievable. Mm. Um, the one the while they're up the top of the table uh, with Sam Bidge in charge, you cannot go wrong. But, yeah, they've now appointed their Northern Ireland uh, manager, uh, Michael O'Neill. Um, who's also still staying in charge of Northern Ireland good. until they until qualify they, or don't qualify yeah, which so they got, I think they've got Germany and Holland left so but then they've, they've got uh, the, the Nations League yeah, yeah. Nation, no no Nations League playoffs oh sorry right they didn't do right the Nations League oh maybe no no, no they didn't no. I think, I think it's, it's, it's Scotland or something Scotland, Scotland, Scotland yeah. got there's some weird things but yeah for me like just to talk this really really quickly I think for him it's possibly the worst thing he could have done was it the same thing with Chris Coleman going to Sunderland we spoke about it last week Jones though I said yeah good manager wrong move and I'll yeah. say the same again because I guess Stoke played closer to the style of football he's had to yeah. play with Northern Ireland my my issue mm. and my, my biggest thing about why I think he shouldn't go there mm. is we, we touched on it last week is that that club is full of maybe big egos stuff like that if you look at his managerial history and it's only four Shamrock Rovers he got to right, the Br- 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 yeah, yeah exactly but what I mean is he's brilliant in my opinion he's brilliant at getting the best out of bang average mediocre tough players you know Going from that, so he's managed what Brecon City for two years, who yeah. I don't think have ever been in the Scottish Premier League, have they? You know, no. so you talk about a lower club. Uh, obviously, Shamrock Rovers, who he did wonders with, but again, part-time footballers, some of them in that league, you know, etc. Amazing job, but again, mate, getting uh, overachieving with average yeah. players. Then obviously Northern Ireland, you know, getting to Euros. Yeah, which was last season the Euros. Yeah, them, but again, with a- average footballers, you're talking about people like Cole Lafferty, who at the time wasn't even playing for his club side, and you know, to go from that then to then suddenly managing Stoke with as we spoke about some massive egos some lads who probably by the sound of it don't even want to be there I just feel like he probably could have done with another pro- proper football league club in between before taking that job but it what, could what, be what, it could what, be the making of no club? but what I'm saying is that principle is that could he have gone somewhere like Holden for Portsmouth somewhere like that Do you know maybe what I mean, that's the it? thing with, with Stoke is they're maybe the only club that people like Nathan Jones and yeah. Michael O'Neill thought are they going to take a gamble on us anywhere else and probably not no but, but then Nathan I, Jones is stupidity because he would be in charge of either that's true. Right in there, that's true and we know that but I do I do. You know, I think <coughs> is it a financial incentive our Stoke maybe offering him more money I, I just feel like for Stoke oh, yeah, they would have been no but what I'm saying is is that is that why he'd gone there not yeah. for footballing well I've 
because I feel like the only way we'd mentioned it last week, I the only way Stoke would get up, stay up, sorry, is if they're a big he's never, gonna, he's never going to eclipse what he's done for Northern Ireland already. No. No, and no, he's going to go a hero no matter what. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I oh, yeah, from if, that, yeah. If Northern Ireland didn't go through to the Euro t- uh, Euros next year, no, I think Michael O'Neill would have gone anyway. Oh, he would have gone. But what I'm saying is, is, is he possibly going to stunt his his pro- football league career by taking this job? And then, But think of, you think about it, he's not really been in football, <laughs> pro- like um, the top level of football before. Say he goes to Stoke and they pick up another, I don't know, 12 points between now and the end of the season. That's going to follow him on to the next job if he gets sacked. Are people then going to touch it? What I'm saying is, is has he maybe not for the long term, and maybe I should take hold on for a bit longer, take another club, <clears> rather than doing this and probably blow up on my face and people might not touch I don't touch think so much, because he will have been in after Nathan Jones. I think if he now struggles as well, the reaction will probably be, what the hell's going on at the club? Mm. More than what's going on with Michael yeah. O'Neill, and it m- might actually, if he fails, there help Nathan Jones as well. Right. I think I, I think Michael O'Neill had more of a level head than um, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones was always about. Well, <coughs> I always done work. Well my he's, previous he's like club. Charlie's an ego well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nathan Jones. Is all, I, I've always done work. Well my previous club. Live my previous club. Mm. Live where my previous club is now. Where Michael O'Neill, I think, be more level headed. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a lot more humble. Yeah, I think Michael O'Neill will succeed. I hope he does. I hope he does. I'm just wary that he might not. But go on, sorry, Dan. Um, no, I hope he succeeds. Obviously, if he does, it's big trouble for Luton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clubs below us, but I think he's a really, really fantastic. Oh, he's a brilliant player. manager, and he's getting the best out of average players. But can he do but the same? I, with I think his style is more likely to succeed. Yeah, than Jones, who hopefully will end up in the bottom end of League One. <laughs> Well, I said well, you straight after, didn't I? I bet you will be the next Pompey manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so I'm sure of that. He suits them down to the ground. And well, he'll probably do it. Kenny Jacket goes. That's if he goes. Yeah. So, it is now time for another Tale of the Unexpected. So, Craig, you were berating me about having too many old ones. So, last week we went to the 90s, even though you managed to single-handedly sabotage it because you couldn't get your head around two teams scoring in the same goal. Um, Why would you do that, people? Oh, forget it. Right, anyway, but this year, this time, we're going up to 2002. So, we've been oh, all of our lifetimes century. now. Oh, 21st well, century. Like and I'm combining two of our favourite things. So, 2004. Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. And Madagascar. So Dan's two of your favourite. No, no, no. Dan's favourite team from the African Cup of Nations, which if you haven't listened to, because our preview, even though it's probably nine months out of date. Um, but uh, they, they, I'm going to talk to you about Madagascan football and a Guinness World Record. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? So you me- remember last week I said that there was a bit of a theme appearing between the next few episodes of this Tales of the Unexpected. All that. No, no, not African football. The theme is Chronicles of that. No, the theme is deliberately loot scoring in your own goal. Okay? So, do you want to know what the world record is for in the Guinness World Records for a football match? Because... No, so everyone makes that mistake. So everyone thinks it was Australia against American Samoa, which was 31-0. Now, that is for an international match. No, no, I said Madagascan football. So, this is from the Madagascan League, okay, from 2002. So, what happens is, in the Madagascan League, they play their league, uh, and then it goes to a top four playoff round robin. Okay, so to win the league, you've got to obviously win, get to the playoffs, win those games, and go on from there. So we're going back to 2002, the 31st of October. Okay, so only ne- nearly, nearly to the day. Okay, but um, it was between. And you have to give my pronunciation. S O L M R I N and A S Adema. Okay, oh, yeah, I know them. So almost certainly correct. S O Adema, sorry. Um, you know Emery? It, no, Emery <laughs> were hot favourites. They were defending champions. They won the league in 2001 and won the playoffs. Okay? Yeah. What happened was, 
they were playing through the playoffs and they uh, didn't get off to a great start in the first game and they needed to win the, the second game of their three games that they had to play. Okay? In the dying moments, they were, the team they were playing was given a penalty, incredibly dubious, dubious okay? They drew DSA and Tanarivio, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they they believe that the referee might have exchanged some you know received some money for fixing the result etc etc. In a nutshell, they were agreed that a penalty was given against them, thus ended their defence of the title. So out of protest, in the next game, in the, they when they're playing AS Adima. Now AS Adima had to win the game to win the league. Obviously, So Emery couldn't couldn't matter, couldn't matter what happened. So what they decided to do was from every single kickoff, they decided to score an own goal, and they deliberately lost the game at 149 nil. So that is the highest scoring football match of all time in a recorded league. That's so Literally. That's so boring. So literally, well, that's the thing. Spectators then started to riot because they wanted their money back. Yeah, but I would. Every single kickoff resulted in, obviously apart from the one either at the, whether they, they kicked off at the beginning or half time, that was the only kickoff that they, um, the uh, AS Edema had and 149 goals to nil. Um, following the match, the uh, manager of SOE Marina was uh, Zaka. Zaka B was then suspended for three years along with four players, one of them being the Madagascar national captain at the time, Okay, who actually ended up playing in the, the, the J League in Japan. Now his name is Mamisoa Razan Findangranto, okay, or something like that, okay. But yeah, in a nutshell, um, they decided to lose the game deliberately just because they were pissed off at a penalty that they didn't think should have gone in, uh, shouldn't be given. And in the next game, despite the league and ruin the whole thing, they went and lost 149 nil. See, they're VAR. They're VAR. Out of all of though, the referee wasn't punished. And there, was, there was calls well, for what the, referee. Did the referee. Do? Well, that's a good, an interesting discussion. But yeah, um, so all in all, um, apart from the, there was four players who were the main culprits, so they were suspended. Uh, why four out of the eleven were and the other seven? Who were the Yeah, I don't know. But basically, kick off, goal, kick off, goal, kick off, goal. Surely the goalkeeper would have been suspended. Well, I assume he must be one of them. But yeah, but as, I don't know. As a referee, you can't abandon the game. Well, no, referee's doing everything right. The keeper could have pretended to try and say something. Just go. Oh, just died the wrong way every time. But yeah, so that's that. Basically, I suppose you can't be petulant, and if you lose a game. Um, whether you like it or not, you can't then score 149 goals. But that is the world record for the most amount of goals scored in one football match. So are you trying to say the Guinness World Record is lying to you? To everyone? No, 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 you just don't read it properly. Right. So, the, 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 so they're both world records. Oh, one okay. is for an international match, one is for a, uh, a cert, like a, what's it called, certified, um, okay. licensed football league. And now it's time for any other businesses. We haven't got much any other business today, but I'm going to give you one. Um, so Levante, the goalkeeper uh, Ita Fernandez could miss their next game. I Ita Fernandez. Ita Fernandez. Why do you think he's so, missing the next game? I don't know, Craig. Um, and I'm saying that because I know what you said earlier, and yeah. I can't remember. So that's um, <laughs> exactly what I was saying. Are La Liga? It's La Liga. Yeah, in La Liga. So he's, he could miss uh, the game against Athletic Bilbao. After he's been called up to work at a polling station in Spain's general election. How does that work? Then? On the surely morning of the match. But he's already a professional, surely. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> he's been named on the reserve list to attend the polling station in his hometown of Mondragon. Um, right. It's an hour, It's just under an hour's drive away from uh, Athletic Bilbao ground San Mamed. Yeah. Um, but the game kicks off at one o'clock. Uh, 
No, but no, but what I don't understand is it like jury service then? Do you have to do it over there? Like, are you all on a list and then if you're selected, you have to do the vote counting or something? Yeah, so all Spaniards on the electoral register can be called up to work at polling station. Right. And are paid oh, 65 okay. euros. Sorry, say that again. They get paid up to 65 euros. Sorry, it's essentially jury service. Yeah. Right. Needing mitigation circumstances to be excused. Now, um, now um, in, in Aki Williams, who is at Athletic Bilbao, he got excused from uh, public duty, so he can play against Levante back in 2015. Right. But the club are trying to appeal to let him play yeah. because he's the only fit goalkeeper. Right. The okay. other goalkeeper's injured, so at the moment they've got no. Uh, they basically got no. Um, and might have to use an outfield player to go and goal. You'd and like that resorts to Cody's talk, but outfield goalkeeper. That is the best segue. I was about to say you've probably um, ever come. So up obviously, with. I want to talk about the Champions League as my voice slightly returns, which is good. good. Uh, so obviously, it was a bit of a crazy week in the Champions League. Firstly, on the Tuesday night against uh, Chelsea and Ajax at Stamford Bridge a bizarre game of football I, I, to be honest when you said this could be a good game I had no idea what you was on yeah, about was Chelsea good. Ajax yeah, is what you, I was you, on about. you didn't tell us <laughs> I didn't need to <laughs> but we were constant we were training <laughs> I, was, well, I was too busy nutmegging people but carry on the nutmeg king that was going to be that was going to be the intro so obviously that was a bizarre one because Ajax got two men sent off at the same time bit strange but moving on to Wednesday night we have Atalanta versus Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. And we have a situation of multiple goalkeepers. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> so starting the game in goal for Manchester City, their usual number one, Edison. He picked up a knock and was uh, taken off as a precaution at half-time and replaced by number two, Claudio Bravo. Yeah. Um, he, after about 77, 78 minutes, if I remember rightly, uh, went into a rush challenge 25 yards out and was sent off. Not really, yeah. apart from me. Um irrelevant he was sent off uh, that's VAR well yeah. let's not talk about that let's have one week where we don't can't mention it yeah go on well, um, VAR for and, and on for him came number three Kyle Walker yes yeah, yeah. obviously England right back yes. oh, well until recently where he's not yeah he's not a right back well, um, and the interesting thing about it is obviously much was made of his let's call it a, a save a routine from a save kick. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he just, about routine save, yeah. just about kept off but Harry Kane's proved his hard in the past so fair <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but the interesting thing that came out yeah, of that game is there was a lot of records broken so for the first time in the Champions League a substitute goalkeeper was sent off right, which is that. baffling mm -hmm. and the most interesting one in that game is three goalkeepers played and only one of them made a save oh, and, and that, that one was Carl Walker. Walker yeah He's had, he's had more saves. It was a record. He said he's had more saves than um, one other goalkeeper. I can't remember who it was, but it's like a ridiculous stat. But yeah. in the Champions League this season, Kyle Walker has saved more shots than Claudio Bravo. That's incredible, isn't it? That is incredible. No, I think I, I, I think as a as a football fan, whether it's at that level or Sunday morning, there's nothing better than seeing an outfield player in goal. Well, unfortunately, it does happen so rarely. Though. Well, I remember because so like, we were talking about Luton, for example, and then they were looking for the stat. But the last time it happened at home for Luton was in the nineties. Yeah. The last time away from home was two thousand and six. Yeah, Kevin Nichols. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was we, um, there was something recently that had going goal. It happened. Like, I mean, Rio Ferdinand did. Rio Ferdinand, Ferdinand did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Finney Jones yeah. famously did it. I mean, it's, it's funny to I think it's even better when you see it in local park football. I think it's brilliant when you see an outfield player going goal and it's just like it, shoot on sight. Well, I think yeah. that, that can, well, actually that, that there has is happened. Once, that well, happened. it happened in that county cup game where Dan went in goal, didn't he? After playing at left midfield for a little oh, bit. Oh yes, he, he and ironically, we were both then in our strongest positions. <laughs> <laughs> he got away from anyone he could punch, and me back in goal. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, I think there's nothing better than that, whether it's local football or not, I think. Let's see that more often. I, I reckon there's a rule. I'm going to propose, yes, a rule that you can't have a substitute Ash. goalkeeper, you have to put someone else in well, goal. Well, technically you can now, because if the goalkeeper gets done for Simbin, like the descent, someone else has to go and goal for 10 minutes. Let's see more of that, please. Okay, bin off VAR, more Simbins for goalkeepers, and no substitute goalkeepers. Here we go, we've revolutionised football. And we finish the episode as always with our resident weekly quiz. Yes. And what is it called, lads? Can you help me out today? A very faintly. Can you name them? Yes, it's called Can You Name Them? Yes. Uh, and each week I ask Craig and Charlie a certain question or topic on football recently about nationalities and ask can you name them this week we're not doing that and no, Charlie's very upset annoying because I'm not going to name which one in case it comes back up but I did spend most of my uh, hour before you guys coming around trying to research one country's list of Premier League players is going to help you not at all today <laughs> um, so I am in fact leading back to something a bit more obvious this week trying to make it easier for you after the debacle that was it was a very good Hungarian yeah, and I mean there was only two really. yeah we only remember two <laughs> and we're going back to the Premier League and we're going for this season oh, oh no so due to the midweek exploits of a few players uh, I was looking at uh, young players at English clubs and as a result a fairly reputable website was very kind and put out a list of players of teenage years who had appeared in the Premier League this season. Oh, so, God. so far in this Premier League season, 25 teenagers oh. Oh, wow. have appeared in the Premier League. Okay. I'll and I'm going to ask you very simply, oh, for fuck. could you name one of them? So, it's so you've got to name players, teenage players in who the Premier have League. Who have made a Premier League appearance Premier. This, season. this season. There are 25 names. So we, we will have a winner if you get all of them. Craig yeah, Savage, I'm first, we'll go I? first. It's 9-1 overall and I'm be, sure it's going to be 9-1-0 because it's a draw. It'll be 9-1-1. 9-1-1. Okay, so I will go with... Uh, I'll go for the Man United players. So I'm going to go with Mason Greenwood. He is and he's equally the only 17-year-old to feature this season. At 17 at the time of his appearance. Um, I'm going to gamble on gambling yes. and Don't gamble, might people. not be he might even be only 20, 21 I'm not too sure but Mason Mount um, unfortunately Charlie it's, he, it's older than <laughs> <the young person. laughs> it's a fucking stupid question oh god <laughs> it's a stupid question because you don't know the answer basically yeah so another chance for Craig to win very early on yeah, in this they're, quiz they're 24. name all 25 Craig on Charlie and Craig will be delighted because he's going to be able to watch most of this game now yeah. so no, um, I'm going to go for uh, he's a local boy to us in the town of Luton. His name is Max Ahrens. Well, Craig Savage, you are correct. The 19-year-old Max Ahrens, formerly a Crawley Green youth player, as yes, you always he tell us. Yes, he yeah. was, yeah. Uh, played feature for Norwich this season has been their first choice. That's right a disgraceful performance from me. So, which I'm not, not <laughs> it's not a country! Slightly embarrassed about So after my <laughs> slight miscalculation at the start, it is now 9-1 to Craig Savage with the one draw, of course. I'll just run you through the names very quickly so we can see how many times the voice cracks. Yeah. Youngest to oldest, Mason Greenwood, Saka, Martinelli at Arsenal, yeah. um, Gilmore from Chelsea, Garner for United, no, no. Garcia the centre half at City, no. uh, Callum Hudson Odoi only 18 people. Is he still 18? Still 18 at the time of the start of the season. Oh, no, 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 um, Oliver Skip at Tottenham, Angle Gomez from uh, Manchester United. United, Michael Oberfemi for Southampton striker, oh, yeah, yeah, Brandon yeah, Williams, Man United, Phil Foden, Manchester City. I thought Phil Foden, but no. Pedro Neto at Wolves, the new signing. No. Boise Keane for Everton, still only 19. Ryan Sessegnon, Tottenham, 19. Wow. 
Uh, Matty Longstaff scored the winner against yeah. United a few weeks back. Morgan Gibbs-White still only 19 at Wolves. Aaron Connolly, Luton Loney last year. Now in the Ireland squad, having scored a few goals for Brighton. Uh, Max Ahrens, as we mentioned. Reese Nelson from Arsenal. Is Jamal Lewis 21? Uh, he's older, yeah. Oh, he's uh, okay. Dwight McNeil at Burnley, still only oh, 19. Yeah. He's been playing first team for that season. Dominikos Kina at Watford. So there's oh, the first yeah, yeah. crack. Uh, Tahith Chong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two more to go. Reese James at Chelsea, who scored famously in midweek, of yeah. course. And Joe Willock of Arsenal, who has played a few games this I'll year. You, I genuinely honest. would have got Phil Foden, no one else. To be honest, so I was never going to get Hudson at all? No, I That's a very good. Yeah. Uh, it does prove that looking at that, that list, our English youth players, there's going to be some cracking players in the future. I mean, we're, we're if they get the goalkeeper position, Bar Dean Henderson is fucked. <laughs> oh, Dean Henderson's great. Yeah. But everything else looks great. But Craig Savage, you've won again. Yay. Charlie, I'm a little disappointed. Yay. I think you need to learn though. Once he goes to Premier League, it's going to be one or two I guesses. Then it's game over. If you want, if you want a bit of longevity in the quiz, Dan, you've got to go international. I will assure you next week we'll be back to nationalities, but I'm not telling you which one. <laughs> so that's it for our favourite Latvian players for next week. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. If you are on Spotify, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to check my favourite game on that on Spotify. It is fantastic. Uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And you can follow us on Twitter at HonestFootballFree. And we'll see you next week when we review Dolby Hamilton Carlisle. <laughs>